Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. Stand up for your country. Say goodbye to Governor Andrew Cuomo. He quit. And we will have the inside story. I think you will hear what we have nowhere else. Now, of course, after we broadcast it, you will. But we have some very, very interesting information for you. First, a quick Joe Biden update. He was in Delaware uh, this morning. He left. He went back to Washington. He had a meeting at 345 with some FEMA people about COVID. And then I guess he took a nap. I don't know what he did. Another uh, not very taxing schedule. All right. Andrew Cuomo. Wow. Huh? So he quits. He resigns and he'll be out. He'll leave Albany in two weeks. And Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul, a Democrat, I think I'm saying her name correctly. Nobody knows her, by the way, upstate New York politician. She's going to take over until uh, the election of 2022. So Andrew Cuomo uh, was elected three times and he was going to run for a fourth term. And he had raised $18 million for that effort. Now, that is a key to all of this. $18 million in Andrew Cuomo's election fund, campaign fund. Okay. Now, we all know the reason uh, he resigned. I'm not going to go over this again. Uh, I will deal with it in a moment in another way. But there was pressure on him from all quarters. He had nobody defending him. He lost his party. He lost his media. He lost everything. So he had to go. But he would not have resigned had he not made a deal or a number of deals. That would not have happened because he had bargaining power. He could have put the state of New York through the impeachment process and he could have taken down a lot of people because he has dirt on almost everybody. So deals were made that you'll probably never even hear about except from people like me because I know the state of New York as well as anybody knows it. All right, so let me do a couple of sound bites first. Um, Cuomo, as always, denies he did anything wrong. Go. The attorney general did a report on complaints made against me by certain women for my conduct. The report said I sexually harassed 11 women. That was the headline people heard and saw and reacted to. The reaction was outrage. It should have been. However, it was also false. My lawyers, as you just heard from Rita Glavin, have reviewed the report over the past several days and have already raised serious issues and flaws that should concern all New Yorkers. Because when there is a bias or a lack of fairness in the justice system, it is a concern for everyone, not just those immediately affected. The most serious allegations made against me had no credible factual basis in the report. All right. So basically, uh, the governor is saying that the attorney general, all right, Letitia James, issued a report that isn't true. That's the essence of that one minute soundbite. Now, Ms. James will probably run for governor next year that presents a so-called optics problem. In a fair state, 
in a state that was run well, Letitia James would have recused herself from investigating Andrew Cuomo and had an independent source do it. But she did not. Now, I don't know what's true and what isn't true. How would I know? Nobody knows. But Cuomo is saying this was a hit job. All right? Now, on a personal front, Cuomo said this. I'm a New Yorker, born and bred. I am a fighter. And my instinct is to fight through this controversy because I truly believe it is politically motivated. I believe it is unfair and it is untruthful. And I believe it, it demonizes behavior that is unsustainable for society. If I could communicate the facts through the frenzy, New Yorkers would understand. I believe that. Well, the governor will get his chance. As many of the 11 people who have accused him of misbehavior are going to sue in civil court. Okay? There, Cuomo's lawyers will get to depose and cross-examine them. And if they lie in a provable way, that's a crime. So Andrew Cuomo will get his chance to expose what he says is an injustice. Now, he's never going to get his chance to look at the actual investigation itself. And it's not going to happen. So at this juncture, Andrew Cuomo is out, but his legal woes continue. Now, I think part of the deal was that New York State will not charge him criminally with anything because he'd be crazy to resign if that were still a possibility. Remember, the Justice Department, Biden's Justice Department, wouldn't charge Cuomo over the nursing home thing, which is far worse, I think, than this. So they just not say, oh, we're not going to do it. I think the New York State authorities won't prosecute Cuomo criminal. But civilly, these women will. Now, Cuomo has already spent $300,000, probably more than that, on his attorneys. That money came from his campaign fund. It's legal in New York State to do that. The dastardly Sheldon Silver, who used to run the state legislature, was sentenced to prison for stealing money. His whole defense was paid for by donated money to him, campaign funds. And it's not illegal. And Cuomo's got $18 million. So every lawyer in the state's going to want to represent Andrew Cuomo. And no money is going to come out of his pocket. So in these civil litigations, you're going to see who has what. I, I just, 11 are, a, that's a lot of civil cases. That'll go on five or six years. But the press, they'll cover it. So what we have now is um, a situation where Cuomo had to leave, but made deals behind the scenes and has enough money whereby he's not going to be crippled like Rudy Giuliani. Remember, Giuliani has got all kinds of legal problems stemming from his defense of President Trump. And Giuliani doesn't have a campaign fund. So he's got to pay it. And he's hurt. Um, the other thing is people ask me, well, why is it legal? 
because campaign funds are not taxpayer dollars. They're donated money. But apparently, while Governor Cuomo did use taxpayer dollars to defend himself in the nursing home situation, because that was a state order. And if you're sued over a state order, you can use state funds to defend yourself. It's a little complicated, but I'm sure you get it. So summing up, uh, Andrew Cuomo is done. Um, I don't believe he'll be charged criminally. I think a deal was made. The person who uh, got him out of there, Attorney General James, I believe will run for governor. Cuomo said it was a hit job, political hit job. He's innocent. And there will be civil litigation paid for out of Cuomo's campaign fund. And that is the best reporting you'll get on this, I believe. Right? No cheap shots, no speculation, straight down the line. Here's the second story today, and this is more important than the Cuomo story. So there are two things that are driving people on the right, conservative people, away from the so-called prevailing wisdom in COVID and climate change. So the resistance to COVID is in two precincts, African-Americans and conservative, ultra-conservative Americans. Neither group wants is enthusiastic, let's put it that way, about taking the vax. Now, in climate change, uh, it is the far right that is saying it's a bunch of bull. Okay, so you link up COVID and climate change in the resistance on the far right. Why, why would conservatives be so adamant against the vaccine and climate change remedies? Because the far left is using both of those things to enhance the federal government, to make the federal government stronger. Both things are being used for that. So on COVID, the federal and state governments are telling you what you have to do under the guise of public safety. Okay? They're telling you if you don't get vaccinated, you can't go here, there, and everywhere. Um, you can't, your kids got to wear masks. You got to do this. You got to do that. That strengthens the power of the government. The government's telling you what you have to do. Very conservative people and even some moderately conservative people think, you don't want that. You're not going to tell me what to do. I have freedom. In climate change, it's the same thing, but it's worse. Okay, so I believe that it's better for the country if everybody over the age of 12 was vaccinated against COVID. It's what I believe. And I, I'm pretty comfortable in that belief based on the facts that I know. And I'll give you one of those facts in a moment, which is just stunning, by the way. It's coming, coming at you. Okay, so in the climate change world, there's a new UN report. Now, as soon as you say UN, Half of America goes, we don't trust those people, right? <laughs> we don't trust them. Um, and I'll run the report down in a minute. But the far left has seized climate change to build a government telling you, this is where your tax money, we're going to spend another trillion dollars doing this. You can't use gasoline anymore. You can't do this. You can't do that. Uh, you can't have a hamburger. You got to kill your cow. 
whatever it may be. You see, the government dictates how you live because of climate change. That's the overarch. That's the most important thing you need to know about these two very controversial issues that they're building, the far left is building a colossus government to tell you what to do and how to live. Now, that doesn't mean I oppose. You obviously know I support the vaccine and I believe climate change is happening. I don't know why. Could be a natural cycle. It's possible. But it's happening. So all over the world, this is becoming a pretty big deal. As you know, there are protests in Europe and all that. Now, I said a key stat. Listen to this. 99.99% of vaccinated Americans, 99.99, have not died or been hospitalized. I mean... Come on. Come on. All right. That's according to CDC data. It's all among the unvaccinated, all the Delta variant. Now, yeah, there are a few cases. I have a friend who who was vaccinated, got it. Okay. But they're so infinitesimally small. I think that's redundant. Okay. So the climate change thing. I'm going to read this fairly slowly so you all get it. Then we have a guest who's going to weigh in on it. 234 scientists combined, okay, put together an intergovernmental panel on climate change, IPCC. All right. They warn that human-induced climate change is affecting many weather and climate extremes in every region on the globe. All right. They say this is a code red because... It is affecting rainfall, flooding, droughts, thawing of permafrost, sea rising, on and on and on and on and on. Code red, humans must not reach, all right, I'm sorry, humans must reach zero CO2 emissions sometime, okay? So greenhouse gases, that's CO2 emissions, all right, trapped gas in the upper atmosphere on the planet. All right, that's carbon dioxide, methane, nitrous oxide, and fluorinated gases. So that's fuel, fuel, fossil fuel. That's what's poisoning the planet, according to these 234 scientists. All right, and in order to combat that, we have to go to so-called alternative energy. So the Tesla, the electric car, the windmills, the solar, on and on and on and on. Okay, so in America, we are buying into that. Most people want a cleaner energy system, but most people don't want to destroy the economy in the process. There's the clash, okay, because the green nuts, the loons who take this to the extreme, they want to wipe out everything and you're not going to have, be able to air condition your home or heat your home as we saw in Texas when they had it, the problem over the winter. And in California, you got rolling blackouts. So the, people are buying into, yes, but let's get the technology there. That's my view. Invest in the technology so we get away from the CO2. Okay. But then you've got China, which isn't cooperating. It's not cooperating at all. All right. China's responsible for 30%. 
of global carbon emissions, 30%. USA is two with 15, India is three with seven, and India is not cooperating. So two countries, China and India, are responsible for 37% of all the gunk going in the air, and they're not going to do anything about it. That presents a pretty huge problem. And that was Trump's thing. So are we going to destroy our economy when you have these countries who aren't going to cooperate with it? Why would we do that? The same situation is to develop the technology, like the Tesla, the electric cars, to a point where everybody can use them. And the same thing in heating your home and air conditioning. Develop the technology. And then we'll switch over. Not blast everything out of the water when there isn't an alternative ready. But if you deny global warming at this point, just as if you deny the efficiency of the vaccine, you're in pretty fringe territory. Now, one more thing. I went to Glacier Bay in Alaska to look at this myself with my own eyes. And I had experts from Alaska with me, and they lost about half of their glaciers there, melted. And that hadn't happened, they don't know before record keeping. So it is happening. Okay, now I went over a lot of stuff. If you're a premium or concierge member to BillOReilly.com, you get a free transcript for every show. You just have to request it. So I have all of the facts I gave you, everything, every night. If you request it, we will send it to you. Let's bring in uh, Daniel Butcher uh, from Dallas, Texas. She's the executive vice president of the American Con- Conservation Coalition. American Conservation Coalition. It's a 501 nonprofit environmental advocacy organization. All right. But it's not a green loon deal. All right. This organization concentrates on limited government approaches to environmental issues. That's why I wanted Miss Butch. I didn't want some loon uh, coming on here, you know, yelling about stuff they can't substantiate. So first of all, Ms. Butcher, um, did I do or say anything incorrect? No, Bill, I think you got it exactly right. The place that the climate change conversation is at right now is that the climate is changing. Humans do have an impact on it. We're no longer debating those things. What we're debating now is what we should do about it. And Americans are skeptical because for too long, climate change has been used as a political football by the left for economic overhauls and government takeovers. So what our organization is trying to do is bring the conversation back to reality and find solutions that can work for all Americans. All right. Now, you are uh, you have um, entree into a lot of conservative groups, uh, the Independent Women's Forum, blah, 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 blah. When you say that, you know, climate change is an emotional issue. Now, people get very heated and angry about it, correct? Yeah, that is correct. For too long, as I was saying, this issue has been used to usher in, you know, things like the Green New Deal that would 
economically transform our nation and people don't want that. They don't want to shut down fossil fuel industries. They don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want to have to change their way of life. And so what we're saying is that there is a conservative way to approach these issues. And that means leading with innovation and letting American businesses do what they do best. We're not regulating our way out of climate change. We can only innovate our way out. And so we need to get out of the way and let entrepreneurs do just that. Now, do people, do you think most people, not just conservatives, but Americans in general, understand how the far left is using climate change to build a more powerful central government? And you can see it in every kind of a um, expenditure, and they want trillions to spend on uh, climate change. It's about insecurity. All right. So there's food insecurity, housing insecurity, job insecurity, and they all link it back to climate change. And so we need we need five billion here for job insecurity in Louisiana because the tides are rising and the tidal marshes are receding. And they do that almost across the board. You think people are aware of that? You know, the fact of the matter is that two thirds of Americans think we need to be doing more about climate change. And this is where I think conservatives have a huge responsibility to step up to the plate and show that there are ways to get out of this mess without overspending and without spending trillions of dollars on investments that aren't going to get us anywhere. We need to stop evaluating climate change plans by the number of pages they have or the number of dollars that they spend and instead focus on technologies that will reduce emissions today. So things like nuclear energy, things like carbon capture technology, things that have traditionally been off the table for the left, conservatives should champion because that's what's going to make the fastest difference. All right. Last question. What do you say when somebody says, Daniel, I just I remember Rush Limbaugh, the late Rush Limbaugh, saying climate change was hooey. And, uh, you know, this was all a big contrived thing. And the media is, is all the corrupt media is on board with it. And the person is just shaking their head going, I don't buy into any of this. Can you persuade them? You know, the thing about climate change is that we are continuously learning more and more about it. And that's what the IPCC report also revealed. And so it makes perfect sense for someone to evaluate new information as it's presented and to change their mind. So if you are a climate skeptic and you're given new information, it's okay to change your mind. And it's actually a good thing because it shows that you're in tune with what's going on around you. But do you, do you have you changed anybody's mind, Danielle? Have you? I like to think I have. I've spoken to hundreds of students and young professionals and even older conservatives. And I think that when you're willing to meet people where they are at and hear out their concerns and not just brush those concerns away, but explain them and rationale to them, people are very willing to have open conversations. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And that's a very smart tack, by the way, because the left, if you don't buy into everything they say about climate change, uh, you're, a, you're an idiot. You're, you're you know, a troglodyte. And that's how they treat it. So you engage. Danielle, thanks very much. We appreciate uh, the conversation. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call 
and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, um, the Senate uh, okayed a $1 trillion infrastructure plan uh, today. Um, the vote was 69-30, so some Republicans supported it. Um, you know, look, you've got these giant plans coming out of Washington, but this infrastructure thing might not pass because Nancy Pelosi says if you don't pass our $3.5 trillion budget package, so add it up, that's $4.5 trillion. We're talking about that. If you don't pass that, I'm not going to put it up for the vote in the House. Okay, with me. Um, I, I know we need roads and bridges and all that. But remember, um, there's a rev- resolution in the uh, budget bill that says uh, illegal aliens should get amnesty. So they always put all this stuff in. It has nothing to do with the budget. Okay? And I don't think the budget should be $3.5 trillion anyway because that's a, f- a f- record um, the last budget was $2.2 trillion. No, this is crazy. No, $2.3 trillion. It's crazy. And, you know, Biden, he doesn't know <laughs> what it doesn't mean anything to him. But you're going to break the dollar down. Okay, so I just bring you up to date on that. Cancel Culture, uh, the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine, says it will no longer use the terms mother, breast, breast milk, and breastfeeding. They're gone because uh, they were not gender inclusive. I have no idea what that means, but if you're a member of that organization, you can't use the word mother or breastfeeding. Organ. Ah, now watch and see why you listen to me. Here we go. So you can't get more far left than Kate Brown, the governor of Oregon. Complete loon. So very, very, very quietly in July, she signs a bill, July 14th, that says if you are a high school student in Oregon, you don't have to pass any tests at all. Zero tests. And we'll still give you a diploma. You don't have to know how to read or write or do any math. And we'll still give you a diploma. That is the law in Oregon. She signed it. She will not take questions about that law. Now, on April 22nd of this year, here's what I said. But what the real goal is, is no grades. You're going to see that soon. So the progressive left to say it's not fair to give actual grades. It should all be pass-fail. Because the poor kids with the bad parents, they can't get as good grades as the rich kids with the good parents. So we don't have grades. Wipe them all out. That's coming. And now it's here. Thank you very much. I heard the applause uh, from all over. But it wasn't. Again, I'm not a brilliant man. I'm a logical man. I connect things. And I see what the progressive left wants. It just wants 
to put every minority group in a favorable position. They don't have to compete. They don't have to really learn anything. We're going to give them everything, we, the federal government, and they'll vote for us in perpetuity. Kate Brown, Oregon. So a little controversy over at Fox News. So Dan Bongino, you know him, may know him. He's a Fox News contributor and a radio guy. He interviews Donald Trump. And in the interview, uh, Mr. Trump says uh, that the election was rigged. So that goes out. Okay, uh, over Fox News. But then when Fox posts the Trump Bongino interview on Facebook, they edit out Mr. Trump's assertion that the election was a fraud because Facebook doesn't want that. Now Bongino is mad. So I don't know what he's going to do. You work for a corporation, you have to do what the corporation tells you to do. Dominion, those are the voting machines that Donald Trump and others say were fraudulent. All right. So they are suing Newsmax and One America News. Big lawsuits. They're also suing Fox. That might be another reason why uh, Bongino's interview got edited. So they say that uh, Newsmax and OAN were recklessly disregarding the truth when they spread lies about Dominion voting machines. In response, Newsmax said, quote, Newsmax simply reported on allegations made by well-known public figures, including the president, his advisors, members of Congress. Dominion's action today is a clear attempt to squelch such reporting and undermine a free press, unquote. It's going to be a big lawsuit. It's going to cost a lot of money. And uh, these news agencies, they don't like to be spending lots of money on lawsuits like that. So that's why they edited, and they don't want to get on the wrong side of Facebook and Twitter and all of that. This day in history. Now, this is a fascinating story that very few people know about. So the president signed the Civil Liberties Act 33 years ago today. And what was that? That was reparations for Japanese Americans. Now, it all started after the Pearl Harbor attack. About 100,000 people of Japanese descent living in the USA were interned, were rounded up by order of President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the liberal kingpin, ordered them up. Okay. And they had to live in camps in 10 states, 10 Western states. Because uh, apparently the Roosevelt administration feared that these Japanese Americans would help Japan attack the West Coast. All right. So they were rounded up for two years, 1942, 1944, when the Supreme Court said, mm, that's unconstitutional. You can't do it without due process. And then Roosevelt had to let everybody go. By that time, the war was going our way. So all the Japanese, 100,000 of them, got released. Well, Ronald Reagan signed the Civil Liberties Act, allotting about $2 billion government dollars as payouts to the descendants, or if you were still alive, you, of those interned. And that happened, again, 33 years ago today. Take a quick break, back with the Lively Mail segment and uh, a final thought. 
I shouldn't really do this final thought. You know, I, I always do this. I put myself in a, a zone where I know I'm going to get hammered. Um, let me just see. Should I do this? Uh, let me just see for a minute. No, I'm going to do it. <laughs> now you got to stay and watch, right? We'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before, and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Uh, let's go to the mail. Louis, concierge member. Uh, Louis uh, gets direct access to me, all right, by email. And we try to answer them every day, all right? So check out concierge membership on BillOReilly.com. You will like it. Louis asks, Bill, for the first time, I disagree with your politically correct accommodation. Leadership didn't stop being an expectation, even if Obama is an ex-president. The optics of his party are all wrong. We cannot endure this do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do dichotomy. Lewis, I believe you are misinterpreting my politically correct decision about Obama's party. I think the optics are bad. I would not have done it. I said that yesterday. But Mr. Obama has a right to do it. He has a constitutional right to have a party. Now, if you want to think he's a hypocrite and all the swells that attended his party, fine with me. I'm not saying they're not hypocritical. I said, if you have a COVID test for all guests, which he did, if you had, you know, it's murky on whether they were all vaccinated. I think they were because they, they issued, they had, it was actually a person set up to quiz everybody who went to Martha's Vineyard and this party about their VAC status, who I assume they were, but I don't know that for sure. But if you want to say they're hypocritical, okay. I'm not going to say they aren't hypocritical, but I am going to say President Obama had a right to do it, and he did. Michelle, federal government said that even vaccinated people have to wear masks indoors. Videos I saw were a crowd packed tight under a tent with no mask in sight. Michelle, I love you. You're a concierge member, and I love all concierge members. Federal government did not say vaccinated people have to wear masks indoors. It did not say that. Biden did not say that. The states are responsible for those kinds of orders. Ron, a question I haven't seen before, where did Obama get all the money? He made an amazing book deal together with his wife, Michelle. All right. He has a production deal with Hollywood. Oh, what a shock, which pays him millions. And he gives speeches at about $300,000 a pop. That's more than I get. All right. And so uh, in five years, 
he has amassed a bloody fortune. Joel Agusso, Ron Conkerman, New York, with all this coverage of the increase of COVID in Florida, how much is responsible for the illegal immigrants being bust in there? Impossible to say. Nobody could say. Let's, let's just put it this way. The Biden policy of not testing migrants who illegally entered the USA is insane. Insane. And it is contributing to the spread of the Delta variant. True. How much? Nobody knows. Marianne Keithley, Bakersfield, California. Whatever happened to the Texas Democrats who went to Washington in order not to vote on the Texas voting law? Um, a judge ruled this week that they can come back without arrest. But they will vote on that law soon, I understand. My Texas uh, sources tell me, and it will pass. So all of that was a big show. Mike Lambeau, Sherman Oaks, California. You dismiss Clint Eastwood as gone, yet he is releasing a new movie, which I will pay to see. 91 years old, the movie is Cry Macho. It'll be out next month, September. I will go too. I didn't dismiss him as being gone. I said there are no more John Waynes, Clint Eastwoods, Jimmy Stewarts. So this cadre of actors in Hollywood they're not even close to that level. That was the point of that. Cheryl, Bill, love reading your column and listening to the No Spin News every night. It's what keeps me sane. With all these cities and businesses beginning to mandate vaccine passports, I'm surprised I have not heard anyone address the obvious fake vaccine passports. They'll exist. But, you know, the big issue is that private businesses can do it. And if you work for a state or federal government, they can do it. And if you're in the military, the Pentagon can do it. And they will. Tanya, Bill, I also invite people of different political persuasions to my parties. However, I am not nice like you. Well, I wouldn't go that far about <laughs> me being nice. I totally lose my sense of humor about the far left. I invite them and then I am mean to them. Why do they come, Tanya? You must have good food. Sarah, John Kerry should have windsurfed to Obama's party in the name of saving energy. Quick story. John Kerry once invited me to his home in Nantucket, which he has sold now. And I went because I would always go to find out how the rich and powerful are conducting themselves. And he was windsurfing in Nantucket Bay. There he was, his little wetsuit. <laughs> Dorothy, 20 years, trillions spent, thousands killed or maimed, and the Afghan police military run instead of fight. You bet. Taliban will kill you and your whole family, and the Afghans are not going to stand up to them. Biden should have known that. Matthew, Bill just finished reading Killing Patton, outstanding read for World War II history fans. They actually have a new appreciation for General Patton and his insight into post-war Europe. So I'm, I'm urging everybody, and we have 40% off if you buy Killing the Mob and Killing Crazy Horse together. So it's about, what, three more weeks, four more weeks in summer? This is fun read. You sit there, you relax by the beach or the pool in the mountains, wherever you may be, camping. You learn something, you have a good time. All the killing books. But the, the deal now is killing Crazy Horse and killing the mob together 40% off. Word of the day, do not be a coxcomb. C-O-X-C-O-M-B, great word, when writing to BillOReilly.com. 
You want to reach me? Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Right back with the final thought. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So as we reported yesterday, the uh, disgraceful Daily Mail news operation reported that John Kerry flew to Obama's party in a private jet. Okay? That was not true. And now the Daily Mail's article has taken that out. They didn't apologize. Didn't say we made a mistake. All right, we expect that from the Daily Mail. Now, I'm not a fan of John Kerry. I'm not. I think he's doing a terrible job in Iran. The climate czar, you know, him and Al Gore are the same. But anyway, misreporting, dishonest reporting is not acceptable. And this morning, I saw this Kerry thing in the right-wing media. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? You know, you can't take a news agency that has no interest in telling the truth about anything, and then you use it. I mean, my staff, and if you knew them, we check everything out. We source everything. I never use anything from the Daily Mail or the Daily Beast or the Huffington Post or any of the ideological websites. Why would you? They're not in business to tell the truth. They're in business to hurt John Kerry. And there's other ways to do it that are legitimate. You don't have to make stuff up. But I'm sitting there and I'm listening to right-wing commentators this morning and late last night. And I'm going, this is wrong. doesn't matter if you're conservative. You, look, if you're conservative, you should be more interested in truthful reporting. This should be a tenet of your presentation. I think the far left, the corporate media, forget it. They couldn't care less about the truth. They want to advance their agenda. They'll lie to you all day long. You know it, which is why you're watching me. And listening to me. But the right, you can't do what they're doing. And I said, you know, I, I got so, not upset, annoyed. That's the word. I got so annoyed. I, w- I was thinking about calling a couple of these guys. I know them. Up and saying, what are you doing? Okay? You can't be doing this. You need to check out what happened. Now, The State Department put out a statement, said John Kerry took the ferry to Martha's Vineyard. He's got a place there. If that's a lie, I'll go after them with every fiber in my body. But right now, 
Daily Mail lifted that private jet thing out of their article. Well, it looks to me like Harry took the ferry. That rhymes. See you tomorrow night.